SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. From Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Zuccarello back to Spurgeon across Fiala. Fires! Scores! Tipped back by Spurgeon. Sturm with it. He has Bukestad breaking down the middle. Bukestad scores! I'm being led to believe by our outstanding producer, Chris Bavona, that's the wild gold song. I wouldn't have known that. You're correct, sir. Okay, there you go. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, was supposed to be here today, Chris. So it's you and I for the next hour because after the game last night, Stevie, smart guy that he is, trying to be entrepreneurial, uh, is right now getting a business license to open up a cuticle repair store. Because there ain't going to be one fingernail in this city leading up to tomorrow night in Game 7. And God bless the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs, all the stuff that's going on. It's a great time of year. Brian Blessing being facetious because Stevie Slapshot is here. Chris Pavone has got us hooked up with all kinds of goals and cool stuff. We love Chris Pavone. He does a great job. Okay. So the Islanders beat the Pens. Bye-bye. Pittsburgh, Sidney Crosby. Only one team is happy when this is all said and done. It's the beauty of it. It's the drama. Over time, there's nothing like it. But you think of the impact that these games or series have. And I would just say to you, you to the hockey fans that are out there, and in certain markets, you know what I'm talking about. This is kind of like new water that Golden Knights fans are swimming in here because now you've got a Game 7 tomorrow. Not only, I believe, and you can agree or disagree, Stevie, and we'll have Adam Burke on with us from ATS.io in this hour. By the way, second hour, we're going to have some fun. Gordy Brown is the headline entertainer, impressionist over at the Golden Nugget. Great guy's funny, and we'll have a little entertainment for you. I think Mike Lewis will join us from the Sun Coast as well. But I'm telling you, Mike's impersonations are not quite as good as Gordy's. Oh, no. Well, honestly, Gordy Brown's got a tough act to follow because we've got Christopher Walken, who's a regular guest on this show. Correct. Cue the producer. No. (laughs) I have other things I have to do. (laughs) 
please, please, Mr. Walken, please be a regular part part of the show. You know, you'd have to pay me. You, you pay me peanuts. What am I, an elephant? I don't think so. Do I have a trunk? You don't pay me. I'm going to stuff you in the back of my trunk. I can let you keep going, but then Sports Grid's not going to pay me. So that's pretty good. All right, so I am telling you, Stevie, tomorrow night, depending on the outcome, life goes on, no big deal, or Vegas loses, back-to-back years, a cup contender, back-to-back years, the chinks in the armor that we talked about where they – the offense becomes the Mojave Desert. It could be Marc-Andre Fleury's last game in a Golden Knights uniform. You don't know what happens with management. The core of this team probably gets ripped to shreds. Or they win tomorrow and life goes on like nothing happened. Am I wrong? Uh, all, what you said could happen. Any number of things could happen. I, I, and Be careful. Not just in Vegas. This happens to other teams, too. And and not just in hockey. It happens in basketball and baseball. Overreaction this to, to a loss can cost you down the road severely. Yes. But how many times do you let history repeat itself? History repeats itself all the time. Well, not all if, the time. Not if your goal is to win the whole thing. History will... Okay, so you're telling me... If We're they, living in the Roman let, Empire let, right let, now, Let Brian. me ask you something. I mean this sincerely. Yes. Take your rose-colored glasses off. rose-colored glasses? All right. Who did I say was going to win if the they, Well, if they lose this game tomorrow, and say they lose it 2-0, mm-hmm. and they couldn't shoot it in the ocean in the bubble last year, they were lucky as could be to beat Vancouver, and they got squashed by Dallas... Mm-hmm. And then you can't get out of the first round again because you can't score. You're going to come back and do that again next year? No, I no. Don't don't make changes. Be careful how big an axe you swing. Yeah, you've said it about the contracts. The contracts of Leonard and Petrangelo are going to kill this team. Yeah, not Leonard. Yeah. Yes. No. Not Leonard. Patrol, yes. Not Leonard. Yes. It's because not they, because now, as you said, they'll get rid of Flurry, and I don't. but that but not a good move. You can. Is he the nicest guy in this city? Could he run for mayor? Yes. All right. That's true. But the bottom line that. is the bottom, the bottom line is, bottom line is winning. Yeah. If he doesn't win, right. Right. And if you think that Leonard's going to fix that problem, you're wrong. You don't know that. I do know that. All right. You're wrong. Watch. Watch. Uh, he's the younger goalie. Watch and remember and, my name. Well, he, he's the young. Well, you're not going to see it because he's the younger goalie and he's the guy they're going to go with. But they good. may win tomorrow, good. and this discussion is just is good. Is hit point. your wagon to Leonard and see what happens. Hey, By the way, nice hit your time. wagon. Hit your wagon. There's a musical drop for Chris Bavona back in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. 
Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit uzucbdplus.com today. Not really. Paint your wagon. Stevie wants to hitch his wagon to something. I know. Clint Eastwood, Lee Marvin. I know. I've, I think I've my mom. You know what? Thing. God I've, bless I've my mother. Of all the things, you know, sports idiot. I know every word of the Music Man. I virtually know every word of that musical. Uh-huh. Oklahoma, some. Yeah, me but, too. But Music Man and Paint Your Wagon were like her two favorite. So, and I, you know, whatever. My mom had an album of Man from Macha that she would play Ooh, over and over that's and tough. over. So I knew those that was songs. Tough. <laughs> I knew those songs that I probably still do somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're somewhere in the recesses of my uh, Man cranium. alive, too funny. Crack me up. All right, we're off to the races. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Adam Burke from ATS.io jumping in the middle of this three-ring circus. Hello, Adam. How are you, buddy? I'm doing better than you guys seem to be doing. I came <laughs> in at the right time, I guess. No, man. I mean, listen, I, this is what I love. I love hockey. I love all sports. But there's passion. There's common sense. There's delusion. You know, and, and the one thing I would say, I mean this with sincerity too, Stevie. This market, you can see it now. It's not Primrose Lane and Candyland and the little, you know, Bad News Bears Hollywood movie stuff anymore. It's a hockey team. And you're seeing the angst and the, and the pain and, and, and the ups and downs and highs and lows from the fan base. It's a hockey team now. I'm not saying the honeymoon period's over, but you went from, you know, this Disney movie to, what are you guys doing? If, if they lose game seven... And, and, and what that entails, what I think will happen in the offseason, I don't know everything about but stuff's going to happen. The honeymoon period will be over at that point. And it's, a, it's amazing, Adam. I mean, we see this in all, all markets. Hey, you're in Cleveland, right? I mean, you know the highs and lows and the frustration and the angst with the Browns for many years. I mean, you had, hey, you had LeBron there. Uh, you're winning. You know, then he leaves. I mean, markets go through these highs and lows. And you just got to deal with it. But how does management deal with it is the question. And ownership. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I think it's kind of an interesting transition for Vegas where, you know, it's largely a team of guys that were thrown together, you know, through the expansion draft. And then they've kind of thrown some other guys in the mix that they've acquired, you know, through trades or waiver claims or the draft or whatever else. But, yeah, you know, you you sort of wonder now where, okay, they, they got pretty fortunate kind of throwing everything together. But, you know, sustaining a you know, contending team is very, very hard to do across any sport. And now that'll be the question for Vegas to see what they do going forward. Oh, I mean, it, it remains one of the most remarkable stories. I would say, had they beaten the Caps in year one, I mean, honestly, there's like a one and one A. I mean, like Mickelson, what Mickelson did Sunday, right? That's an all-time sports moment. The best ever, I, I, I don't know that anything really would ever pass it. 
Vegas in year one as an expansion team would have been darn close, but the American hockey team in Lake Placid has to be, you know, do you believe in miracles? Was, you know, that's why we watch sports. We watch stuff like that because that's why they play the game. You never know. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't alive for the miracle on ice, but yet it's still something that's kind of impacted Oh, that's sad. Life. You know, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm young. But it's one of those <laughs> things that you know, it's, it's impacted my life. You know, growing up as a member of USA Hockey, playing hockey, you know, being an official after my playing days had kind of wound down a little bit. Um, you know, just, just sort of that, that sports moment. And, you know, obviously being in Cleveland, I've come close to a few of them. Haven't really found too many of them. But... You know, yeah, it is one of those things that, you know, it, the, the drama keeps you coming back. And, you know, the funny thing is, you know, it's great with the Indians teams of the 90s, for example, that were just so good offensively, had, you know, five or six borderline Hall of Famers and a couple of actual Hall of Famers on the team. But I, I kind of like sort of the rebuilding phase, kind of the watching players to see how they develop phase. And that may be something that, you know, out there in Vegas kind of, you know, uh, thins the herd a little bit in terms of people that just kind of hopped on the bandwagon and those that are, you know, legitimate Golden Knights fans if they wind up having a little bit of a rough patch. So I kind of like the rough patches because, you know, you sort of get to see how the team building comes together. Well, of course you like the rough patches. You're from Cleveland. Well, yeah, you're of course I like the rough. I've, I've, you didn't let me finish the sentence. <laughs> of course I like the rough patches. What else can you do but embrace it? You know, and, and it makes you appreciate the good things even more. Brett, Adam oh. brings up a really good point, especially in this town. We, we saw those UNLV Rebel basketball teams that were so good in the early 90s. What's the crowd when they're not good? Not, it's empty. It's, it's a tomb over there. And, and I don't think that'll happen with the Knights, but it's going to happen to some degree. Oh, it will never fail here because look what's going on. I mean... All these people would come in. The hockey team will never, ever fail here because you'll have, if if need be, three, 4,000 fans a night coming in from other cities to come through a four-day hop into Vegas to yeah. watch their team play. I mean, this this hockey team was a goldmine from day one. Yeah, I, I think 5,000 or more. But, but Adam's right. It, to me, it's going to be interesting, the reaction of the fans here in town, when this team is not quite what it is right They're now. They're flipping a lid now. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of refreshing, to be honest with you, because, I mean, I, you want that passion. And and listen, nothing should be handed to you. What they did in the first year was nothing short of miraculous. And to their credit, they built around it. And that was a team that where you're sitting there, they were going to trade off half the guys they got in the expansion yeah. draft by the first trade deadline mm -hmm. to accrue a truckload of assets. Instead, they kept everybody and added. Right. It was unheard of. Yeah. No, they, they did a fantastic job in the expansion draft. But the yeah, Stanley Cup playoffs, Adam, got to give the Islanders full marks. Good series against the Pens. The Islanders and the Bruins, I'm suggesting to my odds-making friends, sports book directors that are out there, kind of hope they don't. But I'd be making the total in those games four and a half. Yeah, this should be, you know, a pretty tight-checking series to be sure. And, you know, the one big difference between Boston and Pittsburgh is that Boston's got the goaltending. You know, I mean, Tuka Rask is just such an excellent goaltender. I think he's a pretty big-game goaltender too. And, you know, a guy that – I mean, look, he made a decision based on his family, and I, I can't fault him for that whatsoever leaving the bubble last year. But a guy that probably has 
a little bit of extra emphasis placed on this postseason because you know he did step away from the team last year. Played very well in that series against Washington. I'd expect him to play very, very well here. Honestly, I think that Boston's probably going to be a little bit cheap in this series overall. I think they're clearly a better team all the way around. And I think that they just have, you know, a lot more ways of putting the puck in the net. I think they can create a little bit more transition. They're obviously physical when they need to be. And and Rask is a really good last line of defense. So I like Boston to advance from that series. I would agree with that. They're they're the they're the better team. I, I sure like that. I I love Barry Trotz. I got a man crush on Barry Trotz. He, I think he does a fantastic job. But Boston's a better team here. And you know what? I will be, and I'm not just trying to be. What devil's advocate here? I think the Islanders can win, and I think Trotz is the X factor here. And as good as Boston is, they clearly and they are special. They are top heavy. And I think the Islanders can find ways to frustrate. I don't think they completely contain them, but I think they can frustrate Pasternak and Marshawn. And they'll still have their moments. But I, I would not discount. I'm not discounting. I would not discount. I'm just saying. And, and I, mean, I think I like the Islanders a little bit. I, and I think both goalies. I think Verlamov and broke it. I agree with you. Rask is a stud. But it's going to come down to the handful of quality chances that are in each and every one of those games. Hey, when Adam Burke's on, we can go all over the map. We got NBA. We got Major League Baseball. We got all kinds of good stuff, and we are off to the races. Glad to be with you with Stevie Slapshot and Adam Burke. I'm Brian Blessing. Thank you for joining us on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're going to take a brief respite and come back on Sirius 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. Chris Pavona going wagon on us today, Stevie. I like it. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, our producer, Chris Pavona. Adam Burke has jumped into the fray from ATS.io. Hey, guy, before we start, what's going on? Adam brought a good point up. We were talking during the commercial break. Maybe this has really always been there, but what's going on with the fans? First of all, let's go to the NBA last night. Russell Westbrook did not order popcorn. 17, Scott Brooks without one of his main men, Russell Westbrook, who evidently tweaked his right ankle a few moments ago and as they were leading him off the floor. And fans come out and cheer, come out and boo, yell all you want. We encourage that. This is just plain stupidity. 
somebody pouring some popcorn and any athlete being Westbrook or whomever, they are pumped with their adrenaline. He's probably feeling bad. His team may be en route here to losing this game too. Just a stupid thing to do. I don't care. Uh, all right. And then at the next game, a fan spits on the Atlanta Hawks' Trey Young. I guess it just goes back to what did I say to you Monday? I said the Mickelson thing was kind of cool with the fans c- coming out. And we know what Kepka's reaction was. And understandable, he had knee surgery. He was getting bashed around. Plus, he was coming up just short and he was not in a good mood. But the Mickelson thing, some fan, some guy in a red shirt comes running up, grabs him around the neck. And, I mean, it's awful, but the first thing that came to my mind was Monica Sellis. Yeah, go nuts, scream like the announcer there said. Scream, yell, go nuts. But I know fans, I know, Adam, let you go first. That's craziness now. Yeah, I mean, it used to just be someone would run on the field and slide into second base or something like that. Or, you know, uh, we get the streakers on the pitch, you know, those kinds of things. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I, people just, they don't know how to act anymore, I guess. And you know, the, the worst one to me is is spitting on Trey Young. I mean, I, That's I, awful. I don't know... I, I don't know how you do that as a human being. Um, you know, I mean, that, that's something that, you know, you can get criminal charges for sure out of that. I mean, dumping popcorn is one thing, but, you know, actually spitting on somebody is another. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I, will, I don't know what it is. Adam was so proud to tell us that how young he was. So, and I know Bavona's in the same boat. So I'll talk to you, Stevie. I know where you're going. Go ahead. I want to hear this. I'm going to do the same thing. What? Who? It's discipline. No, no, no. No, okay. no, it is. No, no, no. It no, is. No, no, no. no, no. Okay, no, no. go You're ahead. Not, you weren't reading my mind. You misread my mind. Okay, I was go, going to tell you about a certain thing. Some, sometimes when you don't have anything in there, and I can overshoot it. In yeah. this politically correct world, there was nothing better when we were kids than some box of rocks ran on the field during a Colts game. And the linebacker, Mike Curtis, split this guy in two. Yes, he did. He hit him. I mean, he gave him his best Dick Buckus. And he and Mike Curtis didn't take a backseat to anybody. No. He blasted that guy. No. You know what? In this world, in this politically correct, blah, blah, mm-hmm. that jerk would probably sue Mike Curtis for hitting him. Correct. That would happen. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and here, here's the other thing. The, the reason, one of the reasons that that guy spit on Trey Young, is that he knows he can get away with it. Now, it, as Adam said, it's a criminal charge. Guess what? He'll go to court, and the, and the judge will slap him on the wrist, and he won't get anything. So parents are not disciplining their kids. Our court system is not disciplining anybody. The referees in the NHL aren't disciplining anybody. Everybody gets away with everything. What's to prevent this? Nothing. All right. I mean, it's, it's obviously these are stories that are out there. And I get it. We all get passionate and nuts. And I'm sure, you know, you get sauced up a little bit and that kind of stuff falls in as part of the equation. But I guess the point is, it's kind of why I chose to do this in the first place, probably why both you two got all three of us, Chris as well. Sports is supposed to be fun. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know, Adam. 
the, hey, the dog pound. I mean, it's not like they're wallflowers in the dog pound. I've been to Boston Garden. I, I sat in the press row in Boston Garden, and the guy behind me in the skies, I'm like, believe me, I was blushing. And I know all those words, but as often as he was fired him out there, I was blushing. Anyway, have fun, but don't go too ballistic is the point. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, a good fight in the stands, I guess, is is okay. It's stupid, but it's okay. I mean, the, you know, doing, doing some of these things to the players is just completely off limits as far as I'm concerned. No, they're going to wreck the fun for all of us. All right. So, in the NBA, what, what do we make of what's been going on here early in these series? I'll let you just have it, Adam. Is, is there a series that kind of has caught your eye? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think something that's really been worth paying attention to is, you know, look at the box score from the previous game or, or the previous couple games and then try to see what you can pull out of it. You know, you, you kind of think about Milwaukee and Miami, for example. You know, in the first game, I mean, Milwaukee was just awful from three. And it was Milwaukee minus four and a half for game two, and it came through super easy because Milwaukee had such a bad three-point shooting performance in game one that they weren't going to do that again. You know, they were going to. So what's the what's the middle what's the middle gr- the next? What's the middle ground now? I mean, what what is the actual? Is there a happy medium there? And now you change venues, and Miami's catching a point at Miami. Honestly, Milwaukee couldn't miss. Miami probably had the air out of the balloon because they were right there, had a chance, and let Game One get away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's just kind of a read and react thing to me with the NBA playoffs, whether, you know, you're kind of looking at, at some of the emotional sides of things, you know, kind of betting based on some of those more uh, qualitative angles, or if you're looking more at the quantitative side of, you know, just shooting performances. You know, you think about Denver and Portland, for example, in game one, you know, Denver didn't get to the free throw line. In game two, both teams got to the free throw line and Denver won comfortably. So you kind of look at tonight's game and you sort of look at it and say, okay, you know, how might this thing be officiated? What will Portland do differently after Denver put Aaron Gordon on Damian Lillard in the second half? What sorts of adjustments get made? What do you think happens, you know, going from game two to game three with some extra time off and all of that? And you kind of look at it and, you know, to me, I took Denver at four and a half. I know it's back down to to three and a half and four now, but it was at the four and a half range kind of overnight to a degree. You know, I think Denver found something putting Aaron Gordon on Damian Lillard. And, you, there's really no adjustment you can make to a guy that's seven inches taller than Lillard being on him. You know, maybe it's more ball screens or something like that. But, you know, I think Denver found something that works for them. And I'll go ahead and bet them tonight. And if I see that Portland made an adjustment and they wind up winning and covering the game, then I'll evaluate it differently for game four. Hey, your thoughts on the Clippers, Adam? They can't seem to get over the hump. I, I, they got rid of Doc Rivers because he didn't get them where they wanted to go, and he goes to Philadelphia, and Philadelphia's playing pretty well under Doc Rivers. Last year in the bubble, it, it was either the bubble itself or Lou Williams was the excuse, and now they seem to, they're in the same spot again. They, they can't get over the hump. What's going on with the Clippers? Yeah, I think it's a couple different things. I mean, one of them is, you know, you don't have the most cohesive of units here because a lot of these guys didn't get to play together during the season. You know, Kawhi was in and out, Paul George was in and out, and all of that. So while this team won a lot of games, you know, they kind of won based on their individual talent as opposed to sort of playing more as a team. Whereas for Dallas, you know, it's just kind of a different story, not as much of that superstar mentality. And the biggest thing here to me is... You know, you look at the second half of that game. The Clippers had 73 points in the first half of game two. They had 48 points in the second half. 
Dallas made the adjustments. They shut them down. They played better defensively. And those are things that you can do when you play as kind of a more cohesive unit. So we'll see what Dallas does tonight or uh, tomorrow night, excuse me, being back at home. But you know, for right now, I don't see anything from the Clippers that's suggestive that they can figure this thing out. But again, then you're kind of betting against their individual talent level. And, you know, the question is, how much does talent win out in the NBA playoffs? What do you make of the Lakers number with the change of venue? We know they're public, so that no great shock there. So the number's always inflated a touch, and then the public comes in and they bet it even higher. And we got the Lakers a seven-point favorite. They lose the first game by seven. And the way the game ended in game two, Phoenix was down, way down. And we see that in the NBA a lot. You make the big push and come all the way back, and then you kind of run out of steam and the air comes out of the balloon. But Davis had an incredible game. I mean, he's knocking down threes the whole nine yards. We know he's a great player, but is he going to play that great every night? And it's a two-headed monster. LeBron, by the way, his passing has become so good. And he's, I don't know if deferring is the word, but he's using his teammates a lot more than we've seen in the past. But do you think that number's a little high, Adam? Yeah, I think that number's high. I mean, you look at what Anthony Davis did in game two, 18 of 21 at the free throw line. You know, still just 7 of 15 from the floor. LeBron just 9 of 16 from the floor. LeBron's not right. You know, you, you can just kind of see that. He doesn't have that same level of attack to the basket. You know, doesn't have that same, I don't want to say reckless aggression, maybe more controlled aggression that we typically see from him. It was a game where really Anthony Davis won it at the free throw line for the Lakers. So, you know, when I look at this one here for game three, I do think that this number is high. You know, I don't think Devin Booker goes seven of 17 again. The, the thing about the Suns is, you know, the supporting cast. What do they do? Who's the guy that kind of steps up? And, you know, so far, Aiton's played a, a great series here. I think Crowder could get going a little bit more. And the Suns split with Chris Paul doing virtually nothing. And I got to think he's in better shape here for game three. Adam Burks, our guest, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. we got another segment, a little baseball talk as well, coming your way on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Thrilled to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network in Sirius 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Maverick. <laughs> Starring James Garner and Jack Kelly. <laughs> Produced by Warner Brothers. By the way, the movie Maverick with Mel Gibson and James Gunn, terrific. Yeah, the movie was good. 
the television series was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. Every episode. Fantastic. Efren Zimbos Jr. was on there from time oh, to time. Yeah. FBI thing. Yeah. Not many Westerns being made in this day and age. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 204 Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, the next hour, Gordy Brown from the Golden Nugget, their headline act, is going to join us. Uh, he's good fun. We think we'll have a couple of chuckles with that. And we're going to dive into all things NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball. Uh, Adam Burke is with us. And, and on the baseball front, Adam, you know, the season's starting to crank along here now. We're in about the 50-game mark. And it's like a baseball season. We're seeing the hot streaks, the cold streaks. What are some of the big takeaways you got at this point? Who's caught your eye that you go, I got them now. They're either really good or these guys are really phony. Well, I would say one really big takeaway, Brian, is that, you know, early on in the season, the month of April was really, really kind to underdogs, especially over the first three, three and a half weeks of the season. That has changed. Here in the month of May, favorites are doing quite a bit better and big favorites at that. So things are kind of stabilizing a little bit here where, you know, as we've talked on previous segments, the baseball was different coming into this season. Teams had to kind of adjust to that. Well, the better teams with the better players oftentimes adjust the quickest. So, you know, we've kind of seen sort of more of a status quo in several of these divisions here where, you know, the Padres have gone on a big winning streak. The Dodgers have gone on a big winning streak. Teams like the Orioles and the Diamondbacks are on very big losing streaks, you know, all of that. So that's been one thing that's really stood out here in the month of May is that favorites are doing what favorites are supposed to do. And, and we've kind of seen what we expected to shake out, uh, you know, kind of start to take form here. So that's something that's been a really big departure here this month. If you've been betting underdogs, uh, you've lost your shirt, your pants, your mortgage, probably a lot of different things. How about the Yankees, Adam? I, I haven't looked in a couple of days, but the last time I looked, they were on a five-game uh, winning streak and had, had won uh, seven out of ten. Are they still doing that, and what's the reason for their turnaround? What have they got going right now? Yeah, one of the biggest things for the Yankees here is that the offense has kind of caught up to the pitching staff a little bit where you know they had been making a lot of hard contact, a lot of very quality contact, and just not really having the results out of it. That's kind of changed a little bit here of late. Uh, you know, I kind of thought that they'd be in first place by the end of May. It doesn't look like they're going to get there, but they're obviously right there in the thick of things with both Boston uh, and Tampa Bay. So the biggest thing for them is that their offense has kind of gotten it going. But, you know, now you kind of look at them and, you know, Corey Kluber's out yet again. Not that they were relying on him a ton, but, you know, anytime you start to get pitching injuries and kind of have to tap into that depth, that's something that gets a little bit worrisome for me. So the offensive gains that they've made recently had better stick around because I think their pitching may take a little bit of a hit here as they kind of go through a little bit of a uh, rocky phase. National League East, Mets with a two-game lead over Miami and Atlanta, two-and-a-half over the Phillies, three-and-a-half over the Nats. So you can throw a blanket over these guys. Miami's got the pitching going a little bit here. Who do you think of that group – makes a big push here and maybe separates themselves? Or is this what we're looking at all year? You know, I, I've been waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. And the betting market's been waiting for it, too, because their lines have been pretty high, and they have taken a lot of money with some line movements on their side. But the Atlanta Braves have to be that team for me. You know, they're one of the best teams in baseball offensively at home. They have struggled a little bit on the road, but I think that's something that should pick up as we go forward here. 
They've stabilized the bullpen. That's been a much better unit here of late. And, you know, for the starting pitching, you know, Mike, they're still waiting on Mike Soroka, but Max Fried is back now. Uh, you know, they've kind of stabilized a little bit there, even though Huascar Inoa punched a locker and, and got himself taken out. But, you know, the Mets right now are just so damaged by injuries. I mean, their injury list is very, very significant. The Marlins, by and large, are in games because their ballpark suppresses offense and they've got good pitching. Their offense is just not very good. I don't think it's built for the long haul to stay in this race. So to me, I, I sort of look at Atlanta as the team that has the biggest growth potential, most talented roster at present of any of the teams in this division. I'm still waiting for them to go on a run. And like I said, the betting markets are pricing them like it's going to happen soon. The Padres before the season, you know, Tatis, boy, his kid's a stud, and boy, they were fun to watch last year. Acquisitions on paper, it looked really good, but that doesn't necessarily always translate to the field. 14 games over 500, game and a half ahead of the Dodgers and the Giants. What do you make of San Diego? I mean, is this what you expected? Uh, are you pleasantly surprised? How do you... How do you gauge San Diego now? And then how about the numbers? Are they starting to take a hit in terms of inflated numbers at the windows? You know, I think when you look at San Diego here, it's one of those things where they're an extremely talented team. I mean, they may be the most single most talented team in baseball. One of the things that's really helped them here of late is that they've played a lot of bad teams. You know, right now they're playing Milwaukee, a team that just doesn't have any semblance of offense. Very good pitching staff, much like the Marlins, but no semblance of offense. Padres just swept a homestand where they played against the Rockies and the Cardinals, who I don't think are as good as their record, and the Mariners. So they've been able to get on track here by beating up on some really bad teams. But at the same time, as a young team, going through that maturation process of contending, those are the teams you need to beat. You can ill afford to have letdowns against those inferior teams. So the fact that what San Diego did in the manner that they did, I think it was really impressive to me. I mean, they, I think that homestand, they outscored the opposition 66 to 18 uh, over the nine games. Their offense was kind of sitting there waiting for some positive regression. They make a lot of hard contact and they hadn't had any success on it whatsoever. That has now changed a little bit. But the question that I have is, when they do step up in class, you know, they've struggled a little bit here with the Brewers in this series. They play Houston this weekend. Uh, they wind up taking on the Mets and the Cubs next week, who aren't great but aren't bad. They're getting into a little bit of a tougher part of the schedule here now. So I'm curious to see how they kind of handle that. And, of course, if that offense is able to keep producing. How about I, I want to go back to Atlanta for just a second with you, Adam. Uh, Marcel Ozuna, how much does that injury hurt? Do they have a guy that can step in for him? Do they have enough offense that him being out for six weeks is, is a bit of a blip but not a catastrophe? Yeah, I think the big thing for Atlanta is they've had some guys that really haven't been as good as they had hoped. A guy like Drew Waters, a guy like Christian Pache, uh, you know, some of their prospects. And they do have a very strong, very deep minor league system. They've done a great job building that up. Some of the guys they've tried to graduate to the major leagues just haven't really performed up to expectation. Even a guy like Austin Riley has been very inconsistent, although he's you know got some very good power potential. I think Atlanta's fine. You know, they've got one of the deeper lineups of the teams in the National League, especially outside of the West Division. I think they'll be just fine, especially because as the weather continues to warm up, their offensive style of hitting a lot of fly balls and hitting for power, that should play up a little bit 
as we get into the warmer summer months. Even though the baseball is deader, I think it'll still work out for Atlanta. So, you know, I think they have plenty of offense, and I think that they definitely can go on one of those runs here soon. Adam Berg from ATS.io. In fact, I do some videos for Adam and the gang there and join Adam on his podcast every Tuesday. We actually did videos for the Indy 500 and for the Coca-Cola 600. So for the car racing fans out there, this is Super Bowl Sunday. I love the Indy 500. I think it truly is a spectacle. And, you know, it's the venue. It's the speed. I think the coverage of the event is always sensational. But what I love about it, it's the racing is so good that with the draft, guys pass guys, and there's constant action. And, you know, and somebody goes sideways at 230 miles an hour, and it gets your attention, too. But... I can't wait. I, I really do. It's one of my in, really annual treats. I'll be sitting down watching that. And then you roll back and you got the Coca Cola 600 coming up after that. So if you like car racing, Sunday's a big day for you. I don't understand the overlay on Takuma Sato. This guy's won, Adam. And I know you're not the biggest indie guy, but the guy has won two of the last four. God bless him. I had him both times. And he's still 20 to 1. And it does not matter. I mean, you don't want to be in the last row, but for the most part, it doesn't matter where you start, and you've got to have the guts of a burglar and be guys like Tony Kanan and Sato are aggressive and know every inch of the place and have had past success. And I don't look at who's got the fast car all month long because they're all driving around out there by themselves. The minute you get into the race, you have race trim, and the race is completely different with drafting. Yeah, I'll have to defer to you on, on the IndyCar side of things, much like I did Tuesday on, on my show that I do for ATS Radio. But um, you know, I guess I could speak to the NASCAR side of things a little bit here where you know we're finally back on a traditional mile-and-a-half track, and Kyle Busch won at uh, Kansas earlier on in the year on one of the mile-and-a-halves. But you know, to me, I'm looking at the Penske guys this week, You know, specifically Brad Keselowski, very, very good on the one-and-a-half-mile track, so I like him down in Charlotte. Uh, I had a, a buddy of mine who was pretty well in tune with NASCAR tell me to keep an eye out for William Byron this week, who has been in the top 10 in all but one of the Speedway oval tracks. He's been outside the top 10 in two of the road courses, but has run really competitively in a lot of different races here. But for me, it's Keslowski, and then also I think Ryan Blaney is a pretty good look this week too. Man, I got to tell you that William Byron, index wagering, I'm all over him. He, he is always top five, top 10. It, it's just amazing his consistency. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's nice to see him. Mean, it's nice to see some of the young guns kind of taking the lead. You know, Chase Elliott, obviously a guy that we always think about. But, you know, guys like Hamlin and Truex and, and Kyle Busch, you know, they're going to start Kyle going the way of uh, – Well, they're going to start going the way of Jimmy Johnson and, you know, some of those other guys that have retired. So the sport's going to have a facelift here coming up with a lot of these younger drivers that, you know, need to kind of make names for themselves. And it's nice to see Byron doing it and – you know, a guy I'd like to see maybe latch on with a better team if a job opportunity comes available, uh, somebody like Eric Jones, who I think has a lot of potential, but just doesn't really have the team behind him right now. And, you know, you see that in golf, too. You're seeing a lot of great young players coming up, and these guys are feeling like the, the new guy now is Zalatoris. You're seeing him at 25-1, to and he's yet to even win. Oh, by the way, duh. I mean, it wasn't rocket science. We had Jeff Sherman on yesterday. We had Cam Stewart on. Not too hard to predict. Phil Mickelson, three over par in the first round today. I can't believe he even teed it up. I mean, good for him for going there. But I think um, 
he's going to go spend some time with Amy after tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see. But, I mean, well, yeah, how do you expect him to come and have anything left in the tank after what we saw last week? So, Faden Mickelson in matchups wasn't the worst idea in the world, Adam. No, not at all. I think that was a savvy play for anybody out there that did it. And also, I mean, you know, he's got a lot happening on social media right now, too, that he'd probably kind of like to focus more of his attentions on that for the weekend as opposed to <laughs> playing 36 more holes here. Yeah, how about that? And we'll see how that all pans out, the little made-for-TV golf event. Adam Burke, ATS.io. He does a weekday podcast. Uh, it's spectacular information. He's got great guests most days. I join him on Tuesdays. How's that? Adam, always a pleasure, right. bud. Hey! Absolutely, guys. Take care. <laughs> Don't agree so quickly. What a guy. All right, thanks, Adam Burke. We are stepping aside. Injuries, that's Stevie's forte. He has got you covered as we put a lid on our number one of Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204 Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. Time for the Daily Injury Report. Vegas Sportsbook Radio brought to you by UzuCBDPlus.com. Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. If you got joint pain, you can manage it to the all-natural way with the lotions, the gummies, the chocolates. It works. And if you use the promo code BLESSING, 10% off your first order. Free shipping on orders of $100 or more, sir. We'll start in the NBA, Brian. Wherefore, Dallas, Maxi Kleber with the Achilles. Questionable Friday versus the Clippers for Brooklyn. Jeff Gordon with a foot. I'm still alive, but I'm very badly injured. Now that Jeff Gordon in racing, the foot would be a big problem. But yes. this is not Jeff Gordon. No, this is Jeff. Race. This is Jeff Green uh, out <laughs> at least ten days for Brooklyn. So he's going to miss the rest of this series Ouch. against against Boston. Uh, for Boston, Jason Tatum and I. Oh, son of a! That's going to leave a mark. He is probable, according to Danny Ainge, for Friday against Brooklyn. For Washington, Russell Westbrook, the pop kid, popcorn oh, kid. <laughs> Questionable colonel injury? Yeah. So the reason he was leaving the game was he twisted the ankle toward the end of the game, and that's when the guy got him with the popcorn. So the ankle is an issue. He is questionable for game three against Philadelphia. We'll move to the NHL where it's all VGK. Thomas Nosek, undisclosed, ah! Friday. Game time decision. Keep going. Uh, Max Pacioretty, undisclosed. I got to rest before I fall Game apart. Game time decision. My are almost frozen. According to DeBoer and Ryan Reeves. 
on his clothes. Was in, did not play last night, was not a healthy scratch. And DeBoer said, I'll have an update for you in the morning. And uh, the update is, don't have the results back, so I don't have an update for you. And McNabb with COVID protocols. He'll be a question mark on Friday. Good stuff as always. Stevie Slapshed on the injury report. Hour number two, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're ready to rock and roll. Take you up to Scott Farrell on the network. We'll have Vegas Hockey Hotline locally at 1 Pacific time. We still got another hour. Let's take a timeout. We'll be right back. Oh! 